Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. This is Roy. My guests on this episode are two members of the band District 97. We have Leslie Hunt, the singer, and Jonathan Shang, the drummer. They're here to talk about their new album, Stay for the Ending, which is out now, so please check it out. Before we get started, just a reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts, progreport.com, and follow us on all our socials. And now my chat with Leslie Hunt and Jonathan Shang of District 97. Yeah, so last time I saw you guys was on the last Cruise to the Edge. It's already been about a year and a half since that, which is crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. But we got a new record, uh, Stay for the Ending, comes out. As we're doing this in a few days, I, th and I think the interview might be out. By, by the time I put this out, the album will probably be out. But um, great new record. Is this your fifth? Is that correct? Yes. It's our fifth studio record, but we've fourth? done other ones. Yeah. Right. You have a few other kind of live releases and different things mm -hmm. but, uh your fourth and uh your fourth studio album since 2019 so i guess let's start there i mean you know obvious questions but pandemic related all that kind of stuff is that what sort of delayed a new record and and uh you know what took you to get to this point i guess we'll, we'll start with you leslie um yeah uh i would definitely say that the pandemic had something to do with how long it took for us to um you know completely release it and record it and everything that goes into it. Um, I also think that the pandemic had a positive effect on our um, ability to slow down on other things and really focus on our, our, I guess, ourselves as composers and compose the music very thoughtfully um, without a lot of distraction and other things that would have happened if if our lives were fully up and running and functional and taking all the gigs like we normally do with, you know, with other projects and things. So I think for me, the simplicity was helpful um, for the creative process. Um, but, but yeah, it took a little while for us to get it all together. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, I mean, you know, how long was the process in terms of starting the writing and then, well, actually, let's go with what was what is the process for you guys, and did it change for this record to begin with, in terms of writing? Who comes up with ideas? How things develop from there, and 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 what changed this time around? Um, yeah, it definitely was a bit different this time. <clears throat> uh, the way we worked in the past is that uh, one person comes in with the basis of the idea, and it could be the full song more or less written, or it could be more like. Um, you know, maybe half to two thirds written and then the other members kind of flesh it out. Uh, but this time, as Leslie was mentioning with COVID, we had just more time to ourselves individually. And uh, so we had demos that were very fully fleshed out this time around, which is in contrast to any of the other albums. So, um, you know, I bought Logic software and equipment to record myself playing drums and for the three songs that I spearheaded on the album, I did demos that, uh, you know, included vocals and, uh, you know, facsimile guitar parts and uh, lyrics for most of them. And uh, so it was kind of more, um, the roadmap was laid out quite clearly this time in a way that was ahead of what we've done in the past. So that was a pretty big difference. And, um, yeah, I, th I think it sort of helped to have things fleshed out earlier rather than in the studio kind of making those decisions on the fly. Do you guys get together a lot? I mean, are you near each other mostly or, or all spread out far? Do you, do you get to practice? 
We um, did have a period of time where we were getting together on a pretty regular basis, but I would say now we get together kind of as needed. Um, but uh, I I live about an hour outside of Chicago, and everybody else lives. Um, Jonathan lives in you know the next the next suburb over, which is like extremely Chicago esque. It's like very very easy for him to get to Chicago, and it's a little tougher for me. But everybody else lives in Chicago. Um, and we try to get together, you know, pretty often, but overall it's kind of as needed, like, you know, practice for a show coming up or, it's, you know, finish. But it's gotta be so much easier. Thank God. Nobody's, you know, every other band these days, one, one person is in another country. I mean, every person oh, yeah. in another country. And I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Bands like the flower yeah. Kings and all that. They're all over, all over the map. I mean, they, I don't know how they do anything. Yeah. Right. I, I I do wonder about that. And I do feel lucky that we're all in pretty close proximity. Yeah. Um you you put out recently uh the um uh an album called Many New Things, which was a, a collection of a bunch of demos and, and live release, live singles and stuff like that. Um a bunch of those songs are on the new record, right? I I haven't heard that release though. I only heard the new record. So how much has change from those versions um well yeah many new things um so the demos i was just mentioning those are included on many new things which was released for our inside the vault club members um the inside the vault club is our subscription service which people can join at our website and we send them exclusive content every month and every year they get an exclusive release so that one was last year's this year's is a DVD called Toroween Plus. But as far as what's changed, um, and quite a bit, like if you AB the versions of the songs on there versus the ones on Stay for the Ending, uh, I'd say the difference is night and day. Um, just because we were just essentially trying to document the right. songs as they were at that time um, for ourselves as much as anybody else. And we weren't trying to come up with the final statement on those songs. It was more like uh, something to build from. So the production quality on Stay for the Ending is, is light years beyond many new things. Um, yeah, as, a, as an auditory experience, there's, there's not really much of a parallel. Yeah, the sound of the record's amazing. I mean, it really sounds crisp. The guitar sounds really killer. Um, yeah, I, I, th I think this was, for me, it was, the most immediate sounding record I think I've heard from you guys. It was, it's kind of catchy right away. Um, and the arrangements are really interesting. Uh, you know, stay for the ending is really cool. Killer opening song. It just comes at you right away. Um, talk, talk about that song. I mean, where does that riff come from and how'd you develop that one? That was an Andrew Lawrence offering to the, the district 97 catalog. Um, he had everything pretty much written, including the melody. He didn't have any lyrics, so I was able to come up with some. I, I tweaked the, the verse melody a little bit, but otherwise it was all him. Um, he The way he puts it is sort of like a revenge song for all the hard stuff that everybody had made him learn over the years. He like wrote something that definitely everybody says it's like the hardest things they've ever played because it's extremely fast and extremely tricky and not necessarily user-friendly on the neck of a guitar apparently yeah. no it's really cool yeah so it's just yeah it's like if you watch them play it it just looks like spiders 
Yeah, we'll be uh, <laughs> dropping a video for that one uh, any day now, which kind of showcases the dexterity required to play those lines. Yeah, yeah. it's mind blowing. I was my boyfriend uh, edited a bunch of different live concert footage together, um, you know, to kind of like match. I don't know how he did it, but I was like watching it, just like, oh my gosh, how do they do it? But because normally I'm in the front, you know, spazzing, and I don't necessarily. Right. I'm not yeah, watching I mean, it, I think for you guys, for a lot of prog bands, really, it's not not just on you guys, but to put uh, what one band like that sounds like in four minutes and still be able to include, you know, sort of the intricate uh, technical aspects and a bunch of different parts and, you know, to keep it interesting because a lot, it's not, it's difficult sometimes to be prog in four minutes, right? And <laughs> I think that song does it perfectly. It covers yeah. covers kind of everything really well in, in four minutes, which I think is really hard to do, but it comes off really good on that one. Thank you. It's like Thank the you. attention span of of today with the notes of a of a you know a, a prog classic, but also with some <laughs> like alternative, you know, aspects to it with the melody and how catchy it is and yeah, you know, it's got this cool sludgy kind of half halftime vibe in the middle. It's so good. But, you well, know, uh, coming off right after that song, though, is another really cool one with Mirror that I think has, uh, you know, it's, that's like another eight minute song and has like a bunch of cool parts and a big kind of grand ending, um, which I also really love. So so talk about that song a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Mirror was one that Tim, our bassist, brought in. He he was quite prolific in the songwriting during COVID. So uh, he has the most songwriting credits on the album. Uh, I kind of was like, I better get my ass in gear and come up with at least one more song. So I've got three to his four plus his little bass solo. But um, so I think uh, that yeah, that one I think he probably wrote around. I don't know, maybe it was like shortly after Screens was released, and I think we had maybe ran it through like right before everything went down with COVID. Um, and then obviously uh, there was some time that it gestated there. Um, but as far as the song itself, I think, I think of the end as sort of like our worm from Starship Trooper by Yes. I feel like it's, it's kind of got that vibe. Yeah. Um, but then it's also got sort of like some tool like sections or, uh, you know, more prog metal stuff. So I feel like it's, it's kind of got a range of different influences and it opens with an ambient section. So it definitely takes a journey in the course of that eight or nine minutes. Yeah, I think the thing that uh, I noticed a lot on the record is the risks you guys take with a lot of the arrangements and, and different parts that appear in, in, throughout the songs. Um, uh, many new things, it has that kind of thing to it. Crossover has that too. I, I think there's a lot of surprises on the record. Were, were you trying to go for something a little bit different with every song? Was that intentional? I think maybe we were all reading the room a little bit and listening to some of the feedback that we've gotten, which was, um, you know, some people have kind of shared that they, they love us. But I think some people would maybe like to see us be less technical from time to time. And, um, and so we listened to that and tried, I think we all kind of tried to, you know, it's just fun to grow as a band and listen to, you know, kind of expand our sound and not just stay stay in one place. I think we're all excited for the contrast that this record has from track to track and how it kind of breaks up our set nicely 
you know, um, Jonathan has a pen pal friendship with Bill Bruford and Bill Bruford has, you know, time and time again said that he kind of, he would appreciate a softer side from time to time. And so we, uh, he wrote us a beautiful ballad where I get to just kind of stay in beautiful head voice land for an entire song almost. So that's well, I was going to ask you about that. Cause I saw that quote from him, uh, from Bill around, uh, you know, talking about how great the, the new record is and, and, uh, how'd you develop that, uh, relationship with him? And, and, uh, when you get some feedback from someone like that, how do you, how do you receive that? Um, well, it started because we both are Peisty symbol endorses. So, um, it was all the way back in 2010, shortly after our debut album came out that, um, our friend Ed Clift, who was the A&R guy for Peisty at the time, said, I'm flying down to Memphis. Bruford is going to be at the Memphis Drum Shop giving a presentation. Uh, he was uh, doing a little lecture tour on his book at the time. And he's like, I'll fly you down because he was a pilot. So it's like, OK, yeah, this sounds great. So uh, I went down there and about like 20 minutes before landing he said so i'm going to shoot a little video with bill where i play some different instruments and he talks about what i played but i think you should do it instead and i was like kind of wanting to be like i'm not prepared for this i think you should do it but i was like well i'm never definitely never going to get a chance like this again so i went ahead and did it and uh if if, if uh you want to go on youtube and search for Jonathan Shang, Bill Bruford, you'll find two videos of us together. And uh, this was like about five minutes or so after we we met and the cameras were switched on. And I had this motley assortment of different percussion instruments, a ride cymbal, a hi-hat, a kick drum and a wooden tongue drum, like what Bill plays on the sheltering sky on Discipline. And it was a weird collection to try and make something musical from. And I only had like 10 minutes to work something out before Bill got there. But uh, but he started clapping along and stuff. So I knew he was into it. And uh, I guess I earned his respect. And so that night we had a great dinner with some people. And um, I think Ed sent him our new album, our debut album at that time. And Bill wrote something really nice. He's like, uh Jonathan writes and plays like a demon uh, etc and so then I was like well dang I feel like I need to get in touch directly so uh so then that just started an email correspondence you know maybe like two or three times a year we might have an exchange and uh you know I don't pester him too often but when I have something new like once the album was finished I sent it his way and uh yeah, he provided that lovely quote, but also wrote a bunch of other really interesting and insightful things. Um, so, yeah, I think as Leslie was mentioning, feedback we've gotten from people, I think has crept into the writing and approach we took on Stay for the Ending, and Bill would certainly be at the top of that list for me. Interesting that one of the most technically skilled musicians possibly ever would tell you guys, be less technical. <laughs> Well, I don't know that he quite put it like that, but it was more like uh, show a broader range, like expand the palette. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of like, sure. uh, like I remember one thing he said was like, maybe try something where you end up in a place and the listener doesn't quite know how you arrived there. Like, 
basically like be more conceptual and not just like playing crazy riffs uh you know every song not that i think yeah i mean i think like we did have some variety in the other albums too but i, I think we kicked it up a notch on this one yeah for sure i mean you guys have had some some relationships with with legendary musicians obviously jen wetton we you know i think we've talked about that and a lot of people know that you worked with him and and uh you know performed with him and there's that the live record out um they recently had this event uh celebrating his his life and his book uh that that came out were you guys uh you didn't get a chance to be involved in that right because it was over in in the uk or or did you no yeah we were in the uk um about a month after that we were we were there uh, in september um but yeah the timing didn't really align for the what wet and tribute Right. But I know I know Bruford had a good time there because yeah. we yeah, he chatted that about that. Yeah, that was that was a surprise. It was pretty cool. Uh, well, I also want to talk about uh, you guys played with with Mike Portnoy on the last Cruise to the Edge, and and you did uh, the uh, Alanis Morissette song. You ought to know, uh, Leslie. I know uh, you're friends with Mike, and uh, how do you guys uh, have you guys played before ever together before that first time or? We have we've not we had never shared the stage, but we became friends some years ago um, when they were playing in um, Neil Morris was playing uh, at the Arcata Theater. And um, he's just he's a great guy. He's very generous and he likes to support, you know, people um, in like, you know, up and coming bands. And he's had us, you know, share the um, share bills before, but never actually collaborate on stage on a single song. So that was a fun first for us. Yeah, that was a really cool treat on the show. Uh, I mean, on the cruise. Uh, so what's what's coming up as far as uh, promoting of the record? Any more tour dates lined up uh, this year, next year? What do you have going on? Well, we've got a CD release show Friday. Uh, well, it, I don't know, that may have come and gone by the time <laughs> right. this, this video is out. <laughs> Uh, but as we mentioned, um, you know, there are some things in the works, but nothing quite, uh, you know, the ink's not dry on anything to the point that I can really announce it at the time. We're recording this, but uh, hopefully we'll have at least a few pretty big shows in, next year. Um, as far as full-blown tours, we were just in Europe and the UK. Um, you know, we had originally intended that that would coincide with the release of the album, but things got kind of pushed around um so we already did that part of the world for this release um but yeah i think we'll, we'll probably be doing something on the east coast um in 2024 so keep an eye on district97.net and our social media to uh check out where we're gonna be yep and uh i guess there'll be a video for stay for the ending out uh, also, and uh, you can get the record and everything from from your website. Um, yeah, listen, congrats on the new album. I think it's your best work. I uh, can't wait for everybody to hear it. And uh, I guess I'll see you guys at uh, you know at some point, either at a show down the road or on on a future cruise or something. Uh, and we'll uh, yeah. we'll catch up. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much for talking to us. All right, I'll see you guys. All, All right, right, take see care. Ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Jonathan and Leslie for the interview. Don't forget the new District 97 album, Stay for the Ending, is out now. You can buy or stream it wherever you get your music. For upcoming news, reviews, interviews, and more, check out parkboard.com, follow us on all our socials, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks. <laughs>